When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Different background for you, Alan. Uh, Mobile, Alabama, Senior Bowl. Not going to be what we talked about much on today's show, if at all, but how are we doing down there? What do you mean we're not going to talk about the Senior Bowl? That's all I came here to do. We're not talking about the Senior Bowl. I'm out. Okay. Well, you know, the Steelers decided to hire an offensive coordinator while you were at the Senior Bowl. and uh, Literally if watching... in the middle of practice. Yeah, like... So I want to ask, how does that process, at least from your point of view, your opinion, go down? Like with, with Mike Tomlin, Andy Weidel's there as well. Khan is there as well, correct? So, right, like, so we saw Omar and Mike at the beginning of practice on the field. And then like Omar wasn't around, but like that's not unusual. Omar is not the kind of guy that's going to stand there and like watch every Joe from two feet away. He'll go up to the luxury box, talk to other GMs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Omar, and then Mike was missing. He wasn't watching any one-on-ones during the first section. I'm like... Mm, okay what's going on and then my phone goes off and i'm like oh that's what's going on howard arthur smith there we so, go yeah interesting yeah you said that that was the one guy you thought like okay they could hire tomorrow literally you said yes. yesterday this would be the one guy they could hire tomorrow and mm. it makes sense well mm. they decided to hire him tomorrow which is today uh an insult by the way if you're watching mm. on youtube in solidarity with arthur smith i have shaved to just a mustache only facial hair I got right now is a mustache. This is not how I typically look, but for Arthur Smith becoming the new OC, the Steelers, I felt like it was appropriate. Um, this won't last. How fast this can grow back, we will see, but this is 
the only amount of time you'll see me with the mustache is until this grows back. Anyways, I'm uh, not. I'm I'll, not. I'm not. Uh, the, don't ask. What's what's the 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 Nick Saban? Uh, yeah. Quit asking because quit I'm ask. not gonna. There's no no mm-hmm. no chance. No chance. <laughs> not. Well, uh, see, I I, I, I feel do, like okay. I am I do the think fan, it though, looks so. good on art though. I like. I think it looks weird without it. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, like, he shaved it at one point last year, and I was like, no, no, no. like, bring it back. Oh, so, I'm hoping yeah. his Steelers tenure, we do see. You, I mean, this is time. the city of Ditka, Wanstead, and Cower. You mm-hmm. can't be a coach that can grow a mustache in Pittsburgh and just not. It's also, not I feel like the way, like, the face that I'm about to make is the face that he should always have. Yeah, that's the face like he that's always the has. No, I swear to God, like if I'm looking for <laughs> pictures of him, because we, you know, we had, we only have like two, and then we've got mm-hmm. to write a bunch of stories about him. It's the same face in every picture. Like I'm trying to get some variety of like, nope, there's <laughs> that face in every single one. That's just the way it looks. There is the one like maybe you could get like a a grab from the video where he's like very expressive, where he like throws his hands up because of the throw that Desmond. Oh Rear yeah. Made. Yeah. Yeah. I got him. I got him. I got him like a little mid jog, like running off the field at halftime or something. Yeah. One of them. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, but other than, you know, the great facial expressions and a great mustache, what is Arthur Smith bringing to Pittsburgh? And, you know, we've talked about the fit, obviously, should they hire him? Well, now they're going to hire him. Um, so how, how does this look for the Steelers offense going forward? Do you think that this raises the chances of anything in the quarterback room? Like, what are we expecting from this offense with under Arthur Smith? Well, I don't know if Art Rooney knew this was happening when he talked to us yesterday, but mm-hmm. if like he didn't, he, he did a very good job of explaining the hire anyway. Like everything that he <laughs> said yesterday when he was talking about offensive coordinator was Here's why we're gonna hire Arthur Smith, and and then he did like it. It, it you know it was ev- everything that Art Rooney talked about yesterday was boxes that Arthur Smith checked. And also we've had a bunch of sidebars already, but I feel like I need this one. Okay, what are the odds of an organization in 2024 having two of its I don't know six highest profile employees be named Arthur? <laughs> like, how many arts are out there? Yeah, How do the Steelers have two of them? It is not that common of a name. Yeah, that's true. Arthur Motors the Steelers too. So there's three Arthurs. Yeah, it, collecting I, you know Steelers paycheck. I don't know if I don't know if collecting a Steelers paycheck is the correct way to characterize Art Rooney's relationship with the franchise. Nonetheless, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, is, it's, it's what about a strange uh, accumulation of arts? What's is that? Artie Burns just literally Artie. I don't know. Art Millette was Arthur too. He was Uh, just very recently here. They have a thing for arts, apparently. And also the Rooney family just names everybody either Art or Dan, I think. As far as like I can go back through their history, that's Mm -hmm. it's you it's just, oh, we had a baby, it's a boy, flip the coin, art or Dan. Like just just go with it. I don't know. Hey, family traditions are cool. I'm I'm down with it. Uh, but uh, a lot of arts going on. I think I think Arthur Smith is gonna have to be Arthur or Artie. He can't be art in the context of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not going to work. Absolutely. I agree. Hmm. Alan, that was a sidebar and trying to get us back on track here. I do want to ask, like, does does his scheme need tweaked bringing it to Pittsburgh? Does it fit the personnel that's already here? Well, let's here? talk about the scheme, right? And, and why it makes sense. 
So okay. if you look at the pieces that the if if the way you approached solving this problem was to first look at the pieces the Steelers currently have, okay, and then maybe look at the hopes and dreams of the talent acquisition group, guys like Andy Weidel, Omar Khan, and, and Mike Tomlin in that part of his job, in terms of what they're looking to try to get this offseason, in which Art Rudy basically said they want to replicate last offseason, right? That's what he said yesterday. Like, we want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So much of what they did last offseason was set up to make this team be good at running the football. And then it wasn't anyway. At first, did become good at it eventually. But, like, if they have another offseason where they spend most of their money and most of their high draft picks on guys that help the running game, like, they will have a lot of talent in, in offensive, you know, running, running the ball. And so – if you look at the team that they have and that are likely to have in the very near future, and the way you approach this problem was, who will be good with that kind of team? Who will be good with mediocre quarterback play, a very strong offensive line? And, like, people are talking about Arthur Smith's tenure as Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. Like, oh, well, he had Derrick Henry in his prime. The Steelers have basically the closest thing to Derrick Henry in his prime in the NFL right now and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Like they name a team with a better running back situation. Like they, that's perfect. But like they have the pieces for this offense to work. Would you mm-hmm. rather have Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, and basically no one else of note, or Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens? Like it's it's better personnel than he had when he had Derrick Henry. Um, it's it's a good fit for what he wants to do on offense. Now, I think you can make an argument that that's the wrong way to approach that problem. I think you can make an argument that you should say, what's the rest of the league doing that's having more success than what we're doing, and why don't we do some of those things, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. and not yeah. a lot of teams there. So I'm like, look, I don't really think that the Lions approach is that different than than Arthur Smith's. I, I think they're pretty similar and they were in the NFC championship game, but most of the teams that we're seeing have a lot of success in the NFL this year in terms of winning a lot of football games don't really have that kind of approach. And so I think there's different ways to solve the problem. This one involves trying to win with the pieces they have, trying to win with Kenny Pickett as your quarterback, basically, or some veteran that Kenny Pickett can't beat out instead. Right. I mean, that's, that's what this offense is trying to solve. And it's been proven to be okay at that. Now, it wasn't in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. So a key thing for the Steelers will be identifying what was missing from this formula in Atlanta that was there in Tennessee that allowed him to have that success. And, like, I don't think Bijan Robinson is as good as Derrick Henry. But he's not bad either. And so I, you know, I don't think Marcus Mariota is as good as Ryan Tannehill, but he's not that much worse. So like, where, where did things fall apart in Atlanta? That's, that's gonna be a key thing. Like, is it just that he had too much on his plate as offensive coordinator and head coach? He wasn't experienced enough at either to be able to do that job. If that's the answer. Then great. Then great. Oh, uh, well just, okay. Well you go back to being an offensive coordinator. You go back to being a very good one. And we have an answer. Uh, did the leagues figure some stuff out about Arthur Smith? Did, did does that not work with, uh, that group of offensive linemen in Atlanta and and will it work with the group of offensive linemen in Pittsburgh? I, I don't know. I think there's unanswered questions and that's why this hire I think is like a strange to, to I, like some, I saw some people call it safe on Twitter. I don't really think it's safe. I think it's a bit of a gamble 
And not only that, it's a bit of a low upside gamble, right? Because you're not taking this mm-hmm. big swing on like finding the next Kyle Shanahan, right? Like we're pretty sure he's not that. Um, but also like there is a possibility that the results are the same as what they were in Atlanta the last two years, which was not very good. And so um, I think when I char- try to characterize this higher, I-, I would say it's it's it has potential to be good, but it's it's not great. Like that, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's also the bucket that I'm in. And I think that the reason for my concern is I want to see the rest of the coaching staff filled out first. I I think that's my thing is like, I feel like a hire like this at OC makes who you bring in a quarterback coach, pass game coordinator, whatever, that much more important. You know, if you went a different route and, and got a guy that was more about the development of Kenny Pickett, or, or let's say past Kenny Pickett, say you realize Kenny Pickett isn't the guy and you're still drafting another young quarterback, I would think that you would want an OC that has some type of experience there, a track record of developing young quarterbacks. Arthur Smith still isn't that. They still don't have that guy on the staff. So to me, I, I'm okay with the hire of Arthur Smith, assuming that they fill out the rest of the staff in the right way. Now, do we trust them to do that? That, that I think that brings that into question. I think the quarterback coach hire now becomes extremely critical. I think it's an important yeah. part of this process now is that for all the good points of Arthur Smith, he does not have quarterback development chops at all. And in fact, things went very poor in terms of the development of Desmond Ritter in Atlanta mm-hmm. under Smith. And so where does that come from? Well, it's got to come from the quarterbacks coach. Who's that going to be? Um, you know, Gerard Johnson, uh, you know, he's not, he is a quarterbacks coach already. They're probably not going to let him leave for a, a lateral move. Um, you know, Thomas Brown, the other guy they interviewed, not a quarterback guy. I, I, is Cliff Kingsbury going to come be quarterbacks coach? I kind of doubt it. Um, God, if he is, great. Then, then I think we're, then I think we're in heaven, right? I mean, I think, I think it's like, I think there is a, and, and, and I'm not going to like get into all the names right now, but like there is a quarterbacks coach out there that makes this hire look really good, right? Like that's out there. Uh, and yeah, um, there's also like an uninspired quarterbacks coach hire that really leaves this with even more question marks than I have right now. And uh, if if they can't develop Kenny Pickett, like, will this team win? I don't know, ten games with a Ryan Tannehill or Jacoby Brissett as quarterback? Probably, but. Like, what's the point almost? Like, where, where, where are you, what yeah. are you working towards at that, at that point? The, the same situation as we had this season. I mean, I, I feel like it would just be running the same script back, which again, you know, 10 wins, getting to the first round of the playoffs, probably losing to one of these alien quarterbacks you just can't keep up with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wonder the same thing. There was one name that I dropped, I think it was on here, and I was actually surprised to see he got an OC interview somewhere, was Jake Peets who's with the Rams mm-hmm, right now, because did, I was looking yeah. at like, okay, look below Zach Robinson. Say we miss out on him. Who's another guy that we can bring in from that tree to the staff? Not as the OC, but in some capacity. I wonder if maybe there would be some interest there for him as the quarterback coach. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly, um, that, that's certainly a, a, a possibility. What's his role with the Rams? I mean, is it, it's like offensive He's analyst. Like assist, or something. Yeah, yeah, pass game specialist or something like that. Okay, gotcha. I was just thinking of how do you – how is it a promotion here on this staff? Like what role do you give him exactly to make it a promotion? Coach. I mean, that, yeah. would be a, that would be a promotion, yeah. Okay, um, that's what I was making sure of. Yeah. 
Uh, um, the one thing that I will say, is it in your mind at all? Is it even a possibility um, that they say, okay, this OC hire doesn't interfere in the way that we thought that it might. Mike Sullivan is back. I just can't imagine bringing the failed results of Kenny Pickett and Mike Sullivan back together. They're kind of like it's sunk cost, but uh, like I understand the reasoning. Hey, we used the first round pick on this guy. He played one and a half games without Matt Canada's offense coordinator. We want to see what it looks like. I understand the reasoning for bringing Kenny Pickett back. If you're going to bring him back, I don't know how you bring him back with the same coach and expect different results. Like I, I just, I, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scheme was not good, but Kenny Pickett was not good within the scheme either. We saw that when we saw what Mason Rudolph looked like in the scheme, which was better, right? I mean, so yeah. it's not like it was just the scheme that was holding Kenny Pickett back. And there needs to be some more significant development than we saw last year. I can't see how under any circumstances Mike Sullivan can be back. Also, we need people to clip that because, again, the comments were a little bit you know, wild yesterday with the way that they think that we talked about Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. You just said Mason Rudolph played better uh, in his time in the same system. So I want people to be aware that that was said on here. <laughs> Appreciate you looking out for me. Uh, yeah. Like that. Um, the the couple of, of points that I want to make here uh, that are sort of asides, but, but I think mm-hmm. important. I really, really like the idea of a, guy who was a former head coach being on the staff. I think that that is something that like we've talked about how, you know, Mike Tomlin and the challenges problem and just in general, like it felt like there were some things that his plate was a little bit overloaded with these last couple of years. Um, I think having someone that's been a head coach could be a good thing for Mike Tomlin on his staff and that, yeah, having someone with that experience could make Mike Tomlin better. I'm intrigued by that idea. And the other one is, you know, we had a whole episode where we talked about this twin OC quarterback idea, right? Where, you know, the, the Gardner Minshew uh, example from Indianapolis, where you let the backup be a part of the, the scheme, right? The backup already knows the scheme so that the OC can spend all his time with the quarterback. Well, I mean, Mariota and Tannehill, even Blaine Gabbert, there's a couple of them out there from, from Smith's tree. That could be real interesting. I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill, now like I said it when they like when when Arthur Smith's name popped up that like he that could be a hire. And now I think we have to talk about Ryan Tannehill as like, oh, well, that could really happen as 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 a guy that they could sign as their one B quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. We actually got a question about that. Like, does this, I, I, the question was, does this increase the chances of Ryan Tannehill becoming a Steeler? It certainly doesn't decrease them, but it absolutely, it increases in, my, yeah. in my mind, increases them because that's kind of on, that was on the table regardless of who the OC was going to be, was there's going to be a backup added in some capacity. Um, now, again, it, Mason Rudolph being a free agent put this on the tape. Like, if he was still in a contract, would they also bring in a third veteran or would they just go Probably the draft not. pick route? Yeah, I think they would right. just go with a young guy. But Rudolph being a free agent, and as as I've talked about, I think likely to test the market. You know, I don't, I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to re-sign him before free agency day. Like, I, I'm, I'd be very skeptical of that. So, yeah. at that point, you you know, you, you have to start looking. You have, you have to start making a plan – for what what you're going to do in free agency now 
okay, like Ryan Tannehill, I say it's not Ryan Tannehill, um, but just the fit of Arthur Smith, does that alone increase or decrease in your mind the chances of Mason Rudolph being back just because of the system? I don't think I don't think there's any I don't think there's any uh impact there. You know, I think the system could work for Mason Rudolph. I, I think he fits it, but I it's not like it's you know tailor made to him. He did like I mean the it's a good offense. Like it's you know, if you're a Steelers fan that hasn't watched a lot of the Titans, hasn't lost a lot of Falcons, like it's and, and actually this is a coach that Arthur Smith came up under. It reminds me a lot of Mike Malarkey's Steelers offenses. In terms of, yes, it's a lot of running, but there's also a lot of deep shots. There's a lot of play action. Um, And I think that it makes better use of the running in the rest of the offense than we've seen these last couple of years under Canada, right? That's the big difference. Like, if you look at the Titans in 2018, before Arthur Smith took over, they still ran the ball really well. Like, they were already Mm -hmm. a good running team when he got there. Derrick Henry in 2018 had a thousand rushing yards, but the tight, but they didn't score. They were 27th in points. 2019 comes around. Derrick Henry still very good has 1500 yards, a little better, but now all of a sudden they're 10th in points. And then in 2020, they're fourth. Like he made the offense, the rest of the, and, and look, the passing totals aren't great, but as we've talked about on this podcast a lot, the yards don't matter as much as the points. He found a way to turn a rushing attack into a scoring offense. And like I don't think that's the common way to go about it in the NFL right now, but it is the way that the Steelers have the personnel to do. So mm-hmm. and, and and it also ties into Art Rooney's conversation about urgency. If you're hiring a, a, an OC that wants to run up tempo passing game that needs a good quarterback like you're sort of setting this rebuild back like you're starting over in way like with personnel in in a number of different ways right like Mm -hmm. especially quarterback but but maybe other places too i mean i don't know that broderick jones is a left tackle in that kind of offense right he's honestly kind of wasted in that kind of offense because he's a great run blocker and so like they're not tooled up for that and i don't get the sense that they had the patience to reset the entire roster to make it fit for a quarterback that might run or the coordinator that might want to run a more in vogue offensive scheme. Yeah. Uh, just one tidbit here from our guy, Chris Carter, uh, the two years that Smith was the OC were the only two years of his career that Derrick Henry has averaged over five yards per carry. There you go. So I, I'm interested he made Derrick Henry better. And he made the mm-hmm. offense better around Derrick Henry. There's no question about Ryan that. Ryan Tannehill, like, 55 passing touchdowns in the two seasons. And Ryan Tannehill was awful when he was in Miami before that. Like, mm-hmm. it, that, I mean, I, I know it was a little while ago, but that was like a major national story. It's like, oh, my God, look at how dumb the Dolphins were. Look how good Ryan Tannehill could be. Like, that That was a big deal. And, uh, yeah, so I I think there's talent there. I, I just think the, the recent results bring – the likelihood of that talent leading to success into question. And mm-hmm. I also think there is there there is obviously sort of a ceiling on that kind of offense. I mean, you are not going to go score 50 with the Chiefs if that is what you're doing. You're going to have to play good defense too. Right now the Steelers are, so that's okay. But, you know, it, it does limit the way you can go about your business in the future. 
is it fair to say then, you know, you look at the results that he got in Tennessee and again, like not trying to take away from Ryan Tannehill here or anything because he certainly maximized what he had there. But while he may not have been developing the quarterback or doesn't have that track record, the offense makes life easier for that position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think so that's, imagine that's if you like, were getting like elite, le- not elite level play, but you know, average to above average quarterback play within that system. Yeah, I mean, I think that like so- I saw somebody say this wasn't quarterback friendly, and I'm like, every quarterback is is very happy to hand the ball off every time if the team wins because of it. Like, like that's that's quarterback friendly as they get. I don't have to get hit. Mm-hmm. I don't have to make any hard decisions. I'm not going to throw any interceptions. Every time I do throw the ball, it's going to be like second and three. Like you know, like that. Yeah, quarterbacks love this. Quarterbacks love second and three. Let me tell you what. Like that is their favorite thing is second and three. So I mean, I. It's not that it's not quarterback friendly. It's that he is not a quarterback developer. But the offense itself, what's not to like about running the ball a lot and then taking deep shots with play action? Like that, try, mm-hmm. like, go pull quarterback. I think play action is the would, one thing that Steelers fans are should be excited for, for sure. I bet quarterbacks would rather do that than throw 55 times a game. If you go pull yeah. the NFL quarterbacks right now, like what would you rather do? Run, run, run the ball really well as a team and take a few play action deep shots get your two and a half touchdowns a game on 15 passes, or would you rather throw it 55 times, take 20 quarterback hits and be the whole reason the offense is any God. I'm telling you, man, I'm, the quarterbacks would prefer option a. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Alan, am I like, just, am I way in over my head here? Is this just me like looking for something? Uh, there was talk, right? There was a lot of reports out there. It wasn't just one that if Mike Rabel got a head coaching job somewhere, he would take Artie Smith as his offensive coordinator. And there was also, and it wasn't even in the same thing, but like a connecting dots here th- type thing that Artie Smith would like to have Mike Munchak be his offensive line coach. Now, is there a world here where Mike Munchak is brought back into the organization Vrabel? And at this point probably doesn't land a head coaching gig and he could be brought in as a defensive assistant slash assistant head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we just build out this staff in that way. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's yeah, this is what's been going on in my head since I saw the Artie Smith uh, tweet from Tom Pellicer the first thing. I think the idea of having consecutive former head, you know, head coach, former head coach on the depth chart does mm-hmm. kind of lend itself to that. And I'll tell you the other thing, too, is like. If this works, it's going to really work because. I don't think Arthur Smith is going to get another head coaching opportunity anytime soon. You know, and I, I don't think that's why the Steelers did this, but it is a benefit where if, you know, if you hired Zach Robinson and you go have the number two offense in the league this year, you are looking for mm-hmm. another offensive coordinator the following year. Like, and, right. and again, I don't think that's why the Steelers did this, but I do think there is a potential advantage there if it works. Yeah, probably not. It doesn't look like with just two openings left. Uh, Bobby Slowick probably not going to get one this cycle, but like very good chance at the beginning of this cycle that he was going to be one and done in Houston. So maybe it's two yeah. and done. But yeah, I mean that that would be a scenario like with Zach Robinson as and well. Look, if if you know, I'm not saying teams would be upset about that. I mean, look, if you if yeah. you have a guy who does good enough with you to get a promotion, then great, he did good enough with you. But I think it 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 lends itself to. 
like I said, there's some risk in this. That may be some mitigation of that risk in that if it works out, you probably get them for a couple of years. Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, why he's the, the hire, but it, it, it does sort of eliminate a little bit of the risk of the hire. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, so somebody asked my opinion of this and it's like, it's tough, man. It's, it's like, uh, it could work, but it's, you know, look, let's, let's be, let's, let's like put the names out there. Like Kubiak still on mm-hmm. the board. Eric Bieniemy yeah. still could be on the board. Dara Bevel, I don't get that at all. Now, I wrote this at the site today. Like, do they have an idea of what's going to happen with those guys? The whole NFL is within like a quarter mile of my location right now. Like, they, they're all mm-hmm. together. So it does mm-hmm. not take a lot here to learn what other people are doing. You know, it doesn't take more than one con- conversation to be like, hey, I just talked to Mickey Loomis and he said, that they have their in-person scheduled with Kubiak tomorrow morning, and they're going to offer him so much money that he poss- cannot possibly leave the building without taking it. Well, okay, then we can just cross clean Kubiak off because Steelers can't even talk to him yet. And so, you know, um, the Brian Johnson, I'm sorry, Ben Johnson staying with Detroit. Yeah. That was the guy that you felt like was the most likely to get that commander's job and was the one that, that was – probably like the most likely that freed Eric Bieniemy. Now they're going to talk to a defensive coordinator. Well, defensive coordinator is probably going to keep Eric Bieniemy, right? But but Ben Johnson wasn't yeah. going to. And so uh, is it worth waiting for Bieniemy now? You know, if if they don't hire uh, Glenn, like they, their, their whole head coach search could go back to the drawing board in another two weeks. Um, and, you know, I don't really know that the, like there was a report, I guess it was Rappaport said in his brief that like other teams wanted Arthur Smith. I I don't really know how much of that I've I've seen. There was that rumor that if Rabel got a job, he would go with him. I, yeah. I don't he had an interviewed for any other job. I don't know that they needed to land him, but if you're talking about guys that check the boxes that Art talked about yesterday that we opened with that were important to them, there weren't that many of them. You know, it was really mm-hmm. just him and maybe Thomas Brown, but like to a lesser extent. There's not not really any. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Smith is the better of those two candidates. And so, I, I don't know. I, I think it leaves a bad taste in the mouth making the hire with better options still out there. And if it turns out that those better options are signed, sealed, and delivered elsewhere. Daryl Bevel, he turned down jobs last year. Maybe he's not taking interviews. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. that got out here at Mobile, you know. Um, but I, I think that is where some of the rational uh, critiques of this hire are coming from, and I, and I think that's understandable. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about with Rappaport, but like going back to originally when he got fired, like maybe a day or two after, Diana Rossini put out that there were seven plus teams. Oh, that that's were true. I had forgotten about that yeah. report. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, I don't look, I don't think the league thinks Arthur Smith can't coach. Like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. So, that's not, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, it's not that crazy. But I, I think there's, um, I think there's a path where this ends up looking really good uh, by the end of the week if we get some news about those other guys, but mm-hmm. it also might not. And you know, I'll, I'll be honest; I think I'd rather have Clint Kubiak, but we'll see how things I go. I do think it can be a good hire. 
Yeah, that's what I keep saying. Like, it wasn't my preferred option, but I think depending on how they feel with the rest of the staff, it could work. That's actually the last thing that I want to ask you before we get out of here is like, now that we know Arthur Smith is in place as the OC, what of the remaining staff is, is your mind changed at all in terms of the guys that are going to stay? Um, I would say that the one guy that would maybe be more likely to stay would be Frisman Jackson, just because, you know, that's not at all part of Smith's background wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe like it's a little less likely that we see like both Pat Meyer and Eddie Faulkner back in those spots, since those are places where Smith has a little bit more expertise. Uh, I don't think Sullivan will be back. I think Alfredo Robert did a fine job and will probably be back too. I thought, you know, Frisman Jackson with his ties to Matt Canada and, and just, I figured that was like a spot that a new OC would want to put his stamp on it, but maybe not in this, you know, uh, specific yeah. circumstance. Right. Okay. Well, we will see uh, sooner rather than later, hopefully. Uh, Alan, tell the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter. You can find me at Veets, which is a bar in Mobile. I'm so upset. Um, I'm so upset. Like probably tonight. If you've never been to Mobile, great city. Um, mm-hmm. Probably try to do a little video here on the channel just walking around because I. I get the like I tweeted tweet a picture today, and someone was like, "I would have guessed you're in New Orleans." I'm like, "Buddy, Mobile <laughs> was New Orleans before New Orleans was New Orleans. Like this is this is New Orleans, basically. This yeah. New Orleans is the is the isn't that like Oreo was actually the knockoff, and there was another cookie that was an Oreo before Oreo. Pretty sure that's the uh, oh that's that's the story there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, somebody will know the answer. Um, yeah. But Oreo is a knockoff, and, and the other cookie is the original. Oreo has just become much more famous. That's Mobile in New Orleans. No, Mobile is the original. New Orleans is, is just more famous at it. They celebrate Mardi Gras here like 19 times yeah. between now and Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody will know the answer to that, and they'll put it in the comments along with telling us why Mason Rudolph is so much better than Kenny Pickett. And, and why uh, I hate well, Mason. I hate and and Pitt alum him. will definitely be thrown in there as well uh yeah Wait, upload that video who, that, exactly i respond every time because that's the one that just throws me off the most i'm like neither pillows buddy yeah i want to iup <laughs> um yeah stupid. upload that video because <laughs> if, if nobody else will enjoy the video i know i will enjoy the video so i need to see the video of the scenery and mobile videos of the inside of Veets. That is like a, you know, it's funny is that uh, there's going to be about 900 media members at Veets over the next like three nights. And you're not going to see any Mm -hmm. videos. It's like, it's like a, an an undeclared off the record space. Just, uh, it's it's like the neutral zone in Star Trek or something. I don't know. Like we're we're allowed (laughs) there, but we can't say we were there. Right. Yeah, man, good times to be had there. Uh, so I know that you will enjoy it. Uh, I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. Like, subscribe to the notification bell here. Hit us in the comments with any questions. Again, if we could just not do the whole quarterback talk thing in the comments on yet another episode, that would be great. Leave us a five-star also, review. if anybody else wants to shave themselves a mustache, yeah, yeah, I've got some stickers I can send you or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll do something. We'll make you famous. I don't know. We've, we've, we've got to we've got to reward people with this level of dedication i agree i agree i'll do something too separately just because i there need more people to be in 
solitary with me. Um, solidarity. I said solitary instead of solidarity. Solidarity with me. We might go to solitary confinement. Uh, you this can't rate. be in solitary with someone. That's not how. <laughs> Very true. Uh, leave us a five star review if you are listening somewhere else, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever that might be. For Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers afternoon drive. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.